The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Concerns were raised by those in the tourism industry at the start of the summer about the lack of hotel beds across the country and the impact that that would have on business which rely on tourism. In other words, while hotels are full of refugees, perhaps, or asylum seekers who don't spend money in restaurants and bars, um, those businesses would suffer. So, in the end, what kind of summer did they have? Our reporter, uh, chief reporter, Barry White, has been looking at this and he's in studio with me now. Barry, good morning. Hey, Pat, good morning. So, what are they saying? Was it a quieter summer than usual? Well, I think it's been a, a bit of a mixed bag, Pat, and it depends on what part of the country a business is in. There is no doubt that in some parts of the country they had a quieter summer than they would normally have. And in some areas it has been really difficult for people to find accommodation. Now, according to the most up-to-date data from Fulcher Ireland, 20% of registered and unregistered tourism bed stock has been contracted to the States to accommodate refugees and asylum seekers while excluding uh, double, uh, while excluding Dublin, that figure is over 20% in many counties. So now, there's not many of the big hotels in Dublin which are offering this accommodation. So therefore, that average of 20% means in some places it's much, much more. Yeah, in some places it's, it's as high as 50%. And look, these Fulcher Ireland figures are only up until June. That's the most up-to-date figures they have. So that 20% could actually be higher as well. And Pat, I've been speaking to two business owners in County Sligo who rely on tourism. Ashley Kelly owns the Sligo Oyster Experience, while David Smith owns Barton Smith Outdoor Sports. Uh, it mainly sells fishing gear and fishing tackle. And they've both been telling me how the summer has been. It's mostly tourists that would do the tour, the oyster farm tours. Um, so we rely heavily on tourism. We had a good summer, but we did miss out on groups um, like busloads of uh, tourists due to they couldn't find accommodation either near or in Sligo. That was the reason they gave me why the tour couldn't go ahead. And is that people, groups who were coming here and then cancelled because they couldn't find a hotel? Yeah, that was tour operators mostly who couldn't get any accommodation near Sligo. So I was, you know, had that planned in my diary. Um, as a group and then it had to be cancelled so it was hugely disappointing. And how would this summer compare to say last summer? It's definitely better I think than last summer but then in terms of accommodation um, we're, we're down on accommodation so like the winter is we're very worried about the winter. April onwards and mainly May onwards, we would rely heavily on that. We would be used to having people coming to Loch Arrow or around this area for uh, trout fishing for the Mayfly. And then we've a lot of a number of very good salmon, uh, salmon lakes in this area. And we would rely heavily on the French, Italians, Germans, visitors coming to Ireland. However, regrettably, with the cost of Ireland at the moment, they're finding it cheaper to go elsewhere. So has there been a, a tough summer? Has there not been as many tourists about? Oh, this year the tourist has been very poor. Regrettably, the number of hotels that are available for tourists has been reduced. We have to take in Ukrainian refugees, but I think the idea of handing over a hotel for the total of the summer season is a very regrettable one because it has not allowed visitors to come to Sligo who would normally come at this time of the year. And I'm sure you have repeat visitors who come every summer. Have you had people telling you why they didn't come this year? Yes, I have had people call in and they're only doing a fleeting visit to Sligo, um, possibly staying in Enniskillen or possibly staying further out. 
because they say that, that the cost of the general cost of staying has gone up. And that's David Smith of Barton Smith Outdoors Sports. So Barry, it's not just the lack of accommodation, no bedrooms, therefore no visitors, that has made it a difficult year for many uh, of the businesses. No, Pat, look, there are a number of factors. It's not just about the lack of hotel beds, like you say. There's also high hotel costs. What, are, what hotel bed space is available is now uh, costing much more. Businesses in hospitality and tourism industries are also facing higher energy costs. Food and drink costs more. There are also less customers coming through the doors of many businesses. So it's getting harder and harder to make a profit. It has also been a difficult summer to attract and keep staff in the hospitality sector. Mm. Speaking to many businesses and they were telling me they can't get hospitality staff at all, can't get chefs. And Pat, just to give you an example, when I was in Sligo and Ross's Point, it was noticeably quiet. Sligo Town was slightly busy, but for a sunny Tuesday afternoon in August, yeah, it certainly wasn't booming. Um, but there was hardly any tourists around in Ross's Point. And in fact, two pubs and restaurants in Ross's Point were not even open. And like I say, a Tuesday afternoon, mm. August, the sun was shining, one of the better days of the year. And just two pubs and restaurants weren't even open. Um, also, look, the weather's been a factor. July was the wettest that we've had since 1981. So many factors why it's been a difficult season for those relying on tourism. And I've been speaking to Anthony Gray. He owns two restaurants in Sligo Town and Lorna Feeney, who owns Ostie's Pub and Restaurant in Ross's Point. It's one of the restaurants that was actually closed on Tuesday. And they've been telling me just how difficult the summer has been and how concerned they are about the coming months ahead. I've definitely seen a lack of tourists in, in Sligo, especially through the months of May, June and July. Now, August was pretty good. There was a lot of tourists around, but you'd expect them to be around in August anyhow, because, you know, the kids, are, just before the kids go back to school, people travel a lot. But uh, I'd be very concerned and very worried for about the winter. Um, Barry, because I think I think it's we're in a, I think we're in very uncharted waters, especially leading into the into the winter months. And not only that, I think tourism is in a very fragile place at the moment. How would the summer compare to last summer, for example? It's definitely down, um, and that's due to a number of reasons. And I suppose uh, you'd have to say uh, trying to get accommodation throughout Sligo in the northwest region. It's very very difficult. Um, you know, a lot of the hotels are, are, are full um, with refugees um, and I understand obviously we have a moral obligation to look after them we also have a moral obligation to the small little tourism providers and the hospitality and the accommodation providers who would have always looked after them tourists coming in so the tourists that used to stay in ho- them hotels are picking de- different destinations where they are going to get accommodation um, I do think one of the major factors too and I think one of the reasons why you know, maybe we're not seeing as many tourists and I don't think we will do for the next couple of years is because of the the price gouging that went on in Dublin with the hotels in Dublin, you know. It, it tars us all with one brush where, you know, it's not the case where, you know, just because there's a concert in town, I can't put up the prices of my food. Um, and I think it's going to have a negative knock-on effect to tourism. Tough is the word. Um, it's been a tough and it's been a challenging um, summer season for a number of reasons. We've lost a lot of chefs and they've left the industry and I think that's quite well reported. It's also well reported but the the costs that are increasing at um, not only just utility but everything the food costs materials everything has gone up then of course a a big uh, concern for us uh, or challenge shall I say for this uh, season is the lack of bed nights our local hotel um, has uh, we've lost that bed supply if you like Um, so there hasn't been somewhere you know 
to stay within the village other than the caravan park and a few local hotels. So that has really hit our nitrate. Has there been less tourists around this summer in this area particularly? I think there, there's been a lot of visitors, but they've been, tra- they've been passing through because there hasn't been somewhere to stay. Um, and uh, I'm sure, and, and I know that we've lost say, some visitors because they want to st- if they can't have somewhere to stay, they're going to go somewhere else. But where we've seen it is, is when we're, we're busy with the food, when we're open, people come, they're driving and then they're gone home or they, they travel on to their next destination because there isn't that somewhere to stay. It's midweek, it's August, it's a sunny day outside, but your restaurant isn't even open today? Yeah, well, Tuesday, Wednesdays, we have taken that decision and we've done that all season to close our kitchen. Our bar remains open seven days a week. And the reason we do that is for staff. Um, so that they can have that time off. And that's Lorna Feeney, who owns Austi's Pub and Restaurant in Ross's Point. Now, uh, the question of what the figures show, because if you were to walk around Dublin City Centre during the last few months, you'd certainly have bumped into lots of Americans, and they don't normally just stay in the capital, they, they move around. Yeah, very true, Pat. And look, the North American market is still performing strongly. North Americans are still coming to Ireland. Uh, for example, there were 40,000 Americans here just last weekend for the Notre Dame versus Navy College football match, and many of them would have travelled around. They would have been staying here for maybe a week or even up to 10 days, and they normally travel around Ireland. However, overall, overseas visitors to Ireland are down, and there is a worrying trend that less British tourists and less European tourists are coming to Ireland for a holiday. And both are key source markets for Irish tourism. While Pat, there is no data on staycations. However, everything points to the number of Irish people holidaying at home also being down, well down this summer. Um, Outbound travel from uh, Dublin airport and Irish airports is well up this summer. So it points to Irish people going abroad instead of... And I'm sure a lot of people went last minute when they saw the weather in July and... The weather and if you check hotel prices, they are quite expensive. And if you can get a cheaper hotel and cheap flights abroad, you're going to go abroad to the Mm. sun. Um, And look, tourism intelligence suggests that there has been a noticeable shift in Irish outbound travel, like I say, compared to inbound travel, which points to more and more Irish people holding abroad. And I've been speaking to people in Dublin and I've asked them, did they go on a staycation or consider a staycation this summer? Completely put off bike prices. It cost £1,000 to go to Galway for a couple of nights. That was our first choice. So we got a weekend in, in Manchester, three nights, cheap. So we went to Manchester. So even looking ahead to, say, next summer or even going into the autumn and winter, is a holiday or a weekend away in Ireland now just a, a no-no for you because of the price? Yeah, unless we stay with relations down the west. No, I wouldn't be going to a hotel. I just, my principles wouldn't let me pay the price. Funny you should mention that um, myself and a group of friends of ours have um, explored a campsite outside Lake Garda next year for a couple of families to go together. You know, because so, we can find that the value for money goes further there than it does here. So camping in Italy yeah. was much cheaper than you could find in Ireland? Yeah, I haven't seen the ins and outs of it yet, but that looks like that looks to be the way. Yeah. And is it off-putting, hotel prices or even just the general price in Ireland? Accommodation doesn't mean, has never mean, meant that much to me. So I'm not into luxury hotels and stuff like that. But definitely, it's definitely off-putting for the majority of people in, in Ireland, for sure. No, it's too expensive to stay here. So we went to Amsterdam. We went to Euro Disney. We went to Blackpool. Much cheaper. For three days in Amsterdam, 275 And did you check weekends in Ireland? Did, yeah. Scandalous prices. 
scandalous. No one will stay in Ireland. Even going down the country now, it's scandalous prices. So what we do is now you're better off going abroad. And many people will say that. I mean, the the price for regular hotels, not necessarily five star, tends to be uh, quite high because, of course, fewer bedrooms and supply and demand. The short supply, bigger yeah, demand. It's, it's similar to our housing crisis. It's supply and yeah. demand and what's available is um, costing much more. Some of the texts coming in. But lads, in fairness, didn't everyone go foreign this year and not to home destinations like Sligo? They've surely lost a load of domestic business. Uh, the weather also a factor, says Dan in Cork. The rooms that are available for tourism should not be more expensive. Hotels are full, fully occupied, fully paid up. The rooms that are high in price are high because of gouging. It's that simple. That's from uh, Paul in Westport. It'd be like, I suppose, you know, a theatre. You've got maybe 600 seats in the theatre. And when you've got down to the last 50, you say, well, instead of 25 euro, (laughs) we're going to charge you 90 euro. And they don't do that. But uh, that's the way it works in the hotel business. I'm from Sligo and the restaurants and cafes are just simply too expensive. The portions are tiny. There are so many free things to do in Sligo. Beautiful beaches, Mullochmore, Estrida and uh, Rochley. I don't know those uh, latter two places. There's beautiful Gleniff Horseshoe. There are lovely free days. Pack a lunch and enjoy the fresh air with the kids. I'm a service tech engineer. I'm constantly on the road covering most of South Ireland. And the one thing I've noticed is the increased number of continental reg cars on the road this summer. So says John. Tourism industry obviously in trouble, full of price gougers overcharging for hotel rooms. They also can't get or keep staff since COVID. And who can blame the staff? It's a very tough industry to work in. I live in a seaside town in the south where every tourist accommodation bar one hotel has been given over to refugees. They are welcome, but the hotels are not the answer. And this town has died, says Kira. Uh, why are the bar and restaurant and hotel people complaining about the new VAT rate? They already charge extortionate prices. Shame on them. So that's, uh, I suppose, the bad news for the sector. As and from midnight tonight, the rate goes up from 9% to 13.5%, Barry. Yeah, so as you say, the VAT rate will increase to 13.5% from midnight tonight, despite many calling for the rate to remain at 9%. Those within the industry are claiming the increase will have a devastating impact on smaller businesses, especially smaller hospitality businesses who rely on tourism. While IBEC and the Restaurants Association of Ireland say that the increase could result in thousands of job losses. Now, the rate was previously due to expire in February, but the government extended it for six months as part of a cost of living package. However, calls for the 9% rate to be further extended has fallen on deaf ears. And Pat, the people who will be punished most here are consumers because the price will be passed down to them and surely more and more people, if the prices continue to go up, are just going to stop going to restaurants and pubs as much as they do now. And the chairperson of the Irish Tourist and Tourist Industry Confederation, Elena Fitzgerald-Kane, is calling on the government to reintroduce the 9% rate in October's budget. It is going to be massively damaging. I am really, really worried about it in terms of particularly the downstream businesses. So there's certain parts of the country that have not seen as much tourism footfall as they have had in previous years. I think you'll really see it there. Um, it's, I suppose sometimes people think that it's a subsidy on tourism. It's actually not. It's a consumer tax. So if you like to have a daily treat of a cup of tea or coffee somewhere, that's going to cost more. Your family occasion is going to cost more. Weddings, it's particularly tough for wedding uh, couples because, you know, they're paying more, but all the time you're not getting anything extra for it in terms of, of an extra product or service or anything like that. Um, and that, So it's, it's tough. It's tough to take as well in the context of heading into the off-peak season. And I suppose if you look at that across Europe, 
This now makes Ireland an outlier. We will have the third highest VAT rate in Europe. And I suppose the question is, why should we have a higher rate? Why should we? This is one of the controllables that government has. Why should it be higher here versus all the rest of Europe? It makes us very, very uncompetitive. And in a time when we've extraordinary inflation, it doesn't add up. And it certainly will lead to job losses and business closures across the country. There's no doubt about that. A lot of the small business owners who rely on tourism, who have spoke to, they're pointing the finger at hotels who have been price gouging. And they're saying that's the reason the VAT rate is probably going up and they feel like they're being punished because of this now. I think the lack of, I suppose, throughput or footfall that you have from t- from tourism, you could argue that some of it may be driven by what's perceived to be excessive pricing. But government contracts is also an uh, important part of that. Now, at a very humanitarian le- level, it's really important that these are in situ. But that is more acutely felt in communities where maybe the only hotel in the town or village is contracted for use. And you see that. So you could you could. Be Blame game all all you want in terms of who's responsible, whatever. The reality is it is not good for the overall tourism community. And, I, you know, it's important to remember 13% of all Irish jobs are in tourism. 70% of those are outside of Dublin. So putting something like this, putting a controllable consumer tax on consumers is going to raise prices. It will be passed on. And it's at a critical time, particularly as we head into the off-peak season, as we head into, you know, the times of higher energy when people are already quite at search. It, it's, there's no right time for it, um, but this is definitely not the right time. And that's the chairperson of the Irish Tourist Industry Confederation, Elena Fitzgerald uh, Kane. Some of the text coming in for Barry's report. Tourist numbers may be down, but spend per head is up. I'm involved in the tourist sector and I've had one of the busiest years, uh, surpassing 2019. I was in Cork last week. I was charged €14 Euro for a toasty with nothing on the side and a tea bag and a cup of hot water. That's from D. Another one, I'm travelling Ireland in my motorhome. There is nowhere to park up. And that's probably a significant problem because, you know, when you travel in continental Europe, you see these uh, motorhome parks. Yeah. And uh, people use them all the time. and They pay so much per night and they have water and, and uh, uh, places to dispose they of. They did have a similar, so they had a similar site like that in Ross's Point where people can park up their motorhomes. But at the same time, the only hotel in Ross's Point is gone because it's accommodating refugees. Uh, My family had a lovely staycation in beautiful County Waterford this summer. Lots to do with the greenway, the historical sites, etc. Fabulous scenery, mixed weather, but better than friends who were in a European heatwave and spent their time in their apartment along with their aircon. Ireland, every time for us from now on, so says one optimistic texture and there is that element of Ireland I mean you can get the rain um, it doesn't get too cold it doesn't get too hot you don't get earthquakes you rarely get hurricanes um, there's a lot to be thankful for I suppose there are but it is just I just think hotels are just so expensive now that yeah. some are pricing themselves out of it we looked at looking spending four or five days away back in June we were looking at hotels in the west of Ireland and we ended up going to the Netherlands we stayed in The Hague for a week because it was just so much cheaper yeah. And that's including your flights as well. All right. Well, well, Barry, thank you very much for that report. Barry White is our chief reporter. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.